Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How are you now broadcasting from the studios of Milson's Point in Camera Country? It's the Theory of Thing Investment Podcast, Season 8, Episode 10. Congratulations. Raise the back. Go to the members. Take your strike again and get ready to go again. Remember, if it's talked about enough, it's a thing. As you know, that's our motto. Uh, the show is brought to you by the Australian Mutual Funds Exchange, also known as Amfix. Go to the website, amfix.com. All the managed funds, mutual funds, anything you need to see anywhere in the world, you get access and leverage to it. They're a fantastic sponsor and thank them so much for their help. And well done to everyone who has so far uh, gone and checked it out. It is a, a beautiful sort of thing that, uh, that uh, people really enjoy going to. But enough of that. Uh, a reminder that all the advice contained is general in nature. Please speak to an advisor about your needs. That's who I am. I am an advisor, a wealth manager. I guess you could call that. Here at VFS Group, I'm a white male, age 42. I'm wearing jeans. What am I wearing? Jeans and a navy blue sweater, which is great. I'm joined by Heath Moss of HLM Investments. Heath, how are you now? I'm very, very, very good. Thank you very much. Markets are on the tear. The weather's finally looking up here in Adelaide. Um, footy's great. Ashes start tonight. It, uh, it doesn't get much better, does it? Yeah, we'll get to that. Sports at the back end of the show, as per usual. Sports and weather at the back end of the show, I think we should be okay. We're going to try and keep it tight here. We did have a guest booked. Oh, sorry, this episode is being recorded, like I said, in Sydney, uh, 16th of June. Wow. 10.34 a.m. I haven't looked at the market yet because um, I've been doing TV and stuff like that, but I assume it's probably okay. Um, I don't know. doesn't matter. The uh, <laughs> I'll figure it out later. Uh, it's two, 2023 AD. Now, thanks, everyone, for listening, for everything that's going on. The guest that I had on today, uh, he couldn't make it. Unfortunately, he dropped out. We're going to talk about the quality of advice review uh, and what's going on through there. So this is sort of one we're going to start it off being for – the advisor space, but also any retail clients that are out there, and there's some opportunities in here, it's better to know any retailer, any sort of clients, anyone involved in the financial services space at all, or anyone who deals with someone in the financial services space. This is important because we, it's a chance to sort of see where the market is going. Everything that's happened since the GFC, since FOFA, since the Royal Commission is now sort of at this point that we're at now with the quality of advice review. And then in just a second, we're all, it, after that, we're going to talk about my big thesis for the Australian economy, what I see is ahead of us and some of the stats and facts that are coming out of that space too. And then maybe if we get a bit of a chance, we're going to talk about the football uh, or whatever you've got and the Ashes too. Now, Pete, I'm yes. looking at a document here brought to you by Money Management Magazine. It's a beautiful online thing. So we've currently got a quality of advice review that's on. Now, I don't have any dates in front of me, but we're looking at 14 recommendations that have been accepted by the federal government um, in the quality of advice review. Mm-hmm. What are the big What are the big ones? It would be good to have this person on. I did want to talk about this today and we're prepped to talk about it anyway, so I'm just going to go ahead and push ahead and we'll get him on for, for a bit of an in-depth conversation later on. What's, yep. uh, what's your key takeaway for, for, from this one? I've got my t- takeaways, but I want you to go yep. first. Well, I think every advisor in Australia just breathed a huge yeah. sigh of relief this week, didn't they? Yeah. With the 14 that have been accepted and the other eight are actually still being reviewed. They haven't been thrown out. Um, 
a lot of them are sensible and and well will help bring costs down and uh, enable us to advise clients just as well but on a cheaper basis and that opens the door to you know you know younger people being able to get advice those that may not have as as much money to get advice it, it really is a, a good step in the right direction by the yeah. government it's still a long way off um now, I, specifically I, specifically what is it that, that, that they're doing that Look, okay, the, the, the three takeaways I'll, I'll take away from this is SOAs are basically being scrapped. Now, SOA is a statement of advice. We give it to a client when we give them personal advice. It outlays our recommendations for that client. But it is a very bloated document, and it became more about the advisor risk mitigating and protecting themselves than a client facing document, a client-centric document. So that's out the door. It's going to be replaced by a fit-for-purpose document. What that's going to look like is going to be discussed by the uh, the sector and the industry. The next one is um, uh, ongoing fee renewal and consent requirements are going to be consolidated into one form and they're going to scrap the uh, FDS uh, fee disclosure statement, which is good. That was just a very time-consuming thing for advisors and really not needed, not necessary. Um, They're going to clarify the difference between uh, wholesale and sophisticated clients a little bit more. Um, and also they're going to remove the collective charging restrictions on super funds so they can start giving advice, uh, retirement advice to clients as well. So yeah, whilst advice, making, stuff. Yeah, making, making the industry a lot simpler and, and cheaper for people, but it's also going to increase competition on us as well because super funds are allowed to come in now, or will be, and uh, provide some advice as well, although being restricted. So they were my main takeaways from I mean, how what were yours? Uh, that, that, that was pretty much it. Now, you know, I've, I can occasionally got a bit of the Ken, get a bit of the Kens about me and have a little bit more of the cynicism than, than I should. It, we, we did pick this early on that super funds would be able to go into the advice space. And in my head, I'm imagining, I mean, it's a team that I was built to build uh, that you just have a whole banks of, young people at super funds, someone comes up on their radar inside the super fund at a different stage of life, different balance that they need, maybe, you know, d- different parameters. You can get on the phone to them and actually just say, hey, look, we've got, your, we've got your account here. We see your account. We see that you're actually moving into a different stage. What we're going to do is that we can switch you into this particular sort of portfolio or this sort of uh, arrangement, um, which is a bit more appropriate for you. It's actually really beneficial to the client. Now, that, yes. that, 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 that traditionally would have been our domain as... Yep. Uh, as retail advisors, wealth managers, and planners that we have here on staff that we've got as well. And I know that you're a planner over there too. Um, I'm not. I'm not an official financial planner. I'm all the coalface on the advisory side. The, but the, yeah, the, the, that would have been the planner side of just going. You know, you've got a, you've got an account balance uh, at your super fund of five hundred thousand. Nice, easy sort of number. Uh, let's help you set up a self-managed super fund, which is more advantageous to you at this stage and give you some more control over this of what you want to invest in. We'll help you through this stage. We'll help your insurances get sorted out, and we'll invest it here um, in the things that are appropriate for where your risk profile is. So it's sort of now super funds have been able to; ta- they will be able to take that back yep. in exchange for that. And here's the thing: in exchange for that, that it means that they're going to give us a bit of a, a, a leeway by getting rid of that the insanely long. I mean, ours is seventy-eight pages long. Seventy-eight. Wow. Um, I mean, most most of mine are in between that twenty and thirty because I'm just doing direct equities, Australian yeah. equities. Yeah. So it's a little bit simpler. But uh, like you said, I mean, I know a lot of advisors that you know around that seventy to hundred mark um, yeah. as well, and a lot of it is just you know disclaimers and it's provisions. important. 
Do yeah. not do not get me wrong. It's important to, for everyone involved. It's important for us to protect ourselves as a business, but it's also important to have this in front of a client so that they understand it too. Yeah. But it has it, it has got to a stage, and you're right that it's a little bit more than what an actual retail client probably needs, definitely wants, and you know what? It's it's a legal document, but there's a lot of stuff in there about every single detail, even stuff that probably won't even come up. Yep. Um, and 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 it is in there. So look. That's going to get scrapped. Now, here's the cynic in me who's just sort of singing out on this one, just thinking, well, you know what? What we're about to see potentially is that they'll give the super funds what the super funds want. They'll be able to have their teams of being able to keep their own clients inside the super funds and, and provide good, simple advice for them. And I'm sure that they will. Although I've heard some, I've heard some, I've heard some tales that that they're not always amazing and that dealing with the super funds is a bit tough because of old union relationships, but I don't want to go down that track on this no. particular podcast. But anyway, the, I, that would have been great for our guests who were supposed to be on. But anyway, the, we'll get him on later and have a bit of an in-depth thing. Uh, but the, uh, what was I talking about? The, the, they'll give the super funds what they want and then at the last minute they'll take the benefits that we were going to have away from us. Mm. Mm. And uh, you know what? Because... Us as, as advisors, the financial, let's be honest here, the financial advice industry does not have the best lobby group that has ever happened. Um, they let FOFA happen and then we got royal commissions um, for a while. It's It could be better. I think yeah. the poten- potentially we'll get left out in the cold with some of these ones. And if we don't, then we don't, and that's great. But it's yeah. just that little feeling that I've got. I'm just, like, I'm just so sick of just being kicked in the pants time yeah. and time again by the different thing and just saying, look, we're just going to make it a little bit more onerous for you. We're going to do a phasier, you know, the phasier thing. Yes. Oh, the other big benefit too. It was announced this week that we don't have to do the, the degree. The degree. Oh, so the experience uh, sort of side of things has been part, will, will be passed as well? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, with regards to doing a degree, which is, okay, first That's off. That's good for you and I, but for new, new entrants, they still do. New entrants, yeah, new entrants, they, they still do, I believe, and they should. Now, here's, here's the thing we're discussing here as a team. I'd already lined up what it was that I was going to do. I mean, I've got a, I've got a Bachelor of Social Sciences majoring in Human Resource Management and Industrial Relations. Let's be honest here. That's on my LinkedIn profile, and I, I, don't, I don't either. It's, I've learned this industry, being in this industry and around this industry and all of the extra courses and classes and everything that I've done. It, it's not a degree relevant. So I was going to have to, and this is the key point, I was going to have to go and do a whole new sort of degree equivalent. That's... Now gone. Now the thing is that I actually wanted to, and I was sort of really keen to have sort of like a, a mini MBA thing that was in my uh, my sites. I, I just always hated, and this is just sort of that revolutionary part of me. I always hated the fact that I had to do it, yeah, as opposed to I just want to do it. So I'm still going to do it, which is great. Um, and there's that set date on it as well. That yeah, you had I hate to have that. it done by. Yeah, yeah, I hate that too. So look, I'm still lined up to get this done um, at the back half of this year and into, and into next year too. It just means that I'll just be free to actually get that done on my own terms, which I, I much prefer to deal with as opposed to you have to get this done and it feels like a chore. Because learning and education shouldn't be a chore. Learning and education should be, I want to know more about this and help what's going on and help the world and help the people around me and everything that happens. That's what education's all about. Um, all right, so on that, that's what we've got coming ahead. I don't know the timeline, unfortunately. They, they didn't release the timeline. It, that's why I, I was speaking. It. I was speaking with my compliance officer yesterday about it and this morning. He's saying 18 months, so I think the 1st of July 24 would be the absolute earliest, but more likely the 1st of January 25 that these things would be implemented. They've got to go back to ASIC now. 
um, and then go consult the industry to get a framework and, you know, what these documents will look like, et cetera. Um, and you can go back and have a look at the last time they tried to do this. It, it, it took them about 18 months to get it all through and passed and into legislation. So, um, yeah, that's that's what we're looking at, I think. But it's, it's a big relief for a lot of us um, moving forward. Okay. Yeah, it sure is. It sure is. Uh, I've just clicked on another link here from April 2023. The Australian Financial Complaints Authority, also known as AFCA, has secured $1 billion in compensation and refunds for consumers since 2018. Mm-hmm. They've received 100... Th- what? They've received 100,000 complaints this financial year. Okay. Wow. Uh, g'day to everyone at AFCA, if you're listening as well. I, I, I look forward to... Continuing to not deal with you in the future, but that look, that's um that's phenomenal. Okay, that's a lot of complaints. So look, it it does open up. So the, the the changes that are being made in the quality advice review does open up. It makes it 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 makes advice for retail people more efficient, more streamlined, simpler. And, it, and you are correct. It does mean because there was this big stage going on with some of the bigger guys. Uh, I'm going to name them Macquarie Bank. Just when they had their enforceable undertaking. They went into a stage just saying, you know what, we're not taking any new retail money. Yep. We are not taking any new retail clients. It is just no percentage. It's not worth our time. One complaint undoes all of the good work that a lot of people do. Um, we just can't go down that route. And, and and they didn't. They didn't take any new retail money. Because- I've got a few new clients from the likes of Macquarie and Goldman's and that. They you know, they had decent amounts of money, three hundred thousand, five hundred thousand dollars. Yep. They were just too small for them to take them on. Yep. Yeah. That's that, so, yeah. yeah, that was that, that. That was exactly it. And a lot of people. The, the other thing that happened was, especially was it after FOFA? Yeah, after FOFA that happened, where a lot of places said well, we can't take retail money, and it's, if it's not worth our time with our extra compliance costs and our extra SOA costs and planning costs and everything that we've got, well, it, we can't take on accounts of this size. And those accounts then had to go and try and do it themselves, mm-hmm. which was, yeah. Not dangerous. I just mean it just opens up risk. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm saying that an individual is capable of doing it themselves. However, it's easier when the markets are going fine and you've got your Comsec account for your super fund that you set up yourself and everything's going okay and things are rallying. When there's trouble that strikes and then I get an inbox and a phone message bank that's called of James, I don't understand what's going on. I'm just like this is when you need an advisor most, and yep. we couldn't help you then. Not we, but you know, in general, the industry couldn't help you then. You're on your own now. And that was really that was a dark that was some dark times um, out there, especially particularly going into COVID. People yeah. didn't know what the hell was going on, and it was like you know what the market had rallied, everything was fine. You weren't set for it, you weren't prepared for it, and then everyone knee jerked. The annoying thing that happened is so many people that sold out in that in those first couple of months of COVID and didn't see what was happening in the tech space and in the free money space, and the fact that when interest rates drop down to zero, things are usually okay. The best recession we've ever had. Everyone went out and bought two laptops. And a monitor, two monitors and a laptop, whatever the hell. You know the other way around, right? And a, yep. and, and a web camera, a small LED light and a Yeti microphone, which I'm looking yep. at right now. Yeah, and, and all became influencers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, all right, so look, that's the that's the QAR in a nutshell. Pay attention to it. If you're in the uh, – we actually have a huge amount of advisors that listen to this show um, and get aid of them out there. So, look, that, that's ahead. If you don't know what's going on in the quality of advice review – that's pretty much good in a nutshell. I'll try and get our guest on to just give us a quick five-minute wrap of what he sees the insides of it in um, and also maybe plug his little uh, consultancy business that he's got on the side too, which is going amazingly well. That's why I sort of wanted him on. He's actually my old boss from uh, for a while ago. Anyway, we'll get him on. So, right, what's next? Heath, markets, go. Oh, mate, I mean, 
you're going to talk two different markets here, the Australian and the uh, the US market. Cause Let's not talk about New Zealand. Zealand. <laughs> no. Well, they they entered a technical recession this week. So yeah, or well, well, last quarter. Uh, yeah. So yeah, but um, the US market has been red hot. Um, the this week so far, the S and P is up three percent, Nasdaq up four and a half percent for the year. The Nasdaq is up thirty eight percent, and only eight percent below its all time highs. So, um, but having said that, the breadth of the rally is improving. I saw just before we come along, I saw a really good stat of yeah. stocks above the 200-day uh, moving average. Yep. Um, now, that bottomed in early um, uh, May around the 37% mark. It is now around 60% of all stocks in the S&P 500 are above the 200-day. So the, the, the rally is spreading. Um, yeah. And we saw last week the the, the Russell 2000 uh, breakout. Um, that hasn't really uh, joined in on the rally this week. It's more about consolidation. Yeah, got that but, um, Yeah, things are looking uh, very good. It's a, it's a real true melt-up over in the US, whereas here in Australia we're up probably 1% for the week. I mean, but, I mean, you've got to understand that Australia's market, 50% of it is resources and banks. Um, China's data has looked a bit soft, mm. so the resources have lagged, although this week has been a little bit better because, you know, there's all this talk about Chinese stimulus getting their property sector firing again, getting construction going again, mm-hmm. um, and being specifically targeted at that those sectors. So, you know, we've seen a bit of a rally in metal prices and therefore the stocks as well, like BHP's moved from 43, 44 to 45, 46, you know. Yeah. So um, it's that sort of thing. So, But it's been a positive week here still. Uh, we're up 1%. But it's really all about the US and those tech stocks and, and maybe an improving market. But, I mean, to me, I still – I hate to be this guy, but the, the fundamentals, the the uh, top-down look at the market, it doesn't match up. It To me, the, there are too many headwinds coming in that, that third quarter. Um, that I look at this market and say that we could have a decent ten to twenty percent correction um, in the states. In the yeah, in the states, in the states, yeah, yeah. Later, later this year. Um, um, it's all about price uh, earnings multiples expansion at the moment because earnings are still. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Coming backwards. Yes, they're not as bad as we feared, but they're still coming backwards. Um, and uh, and the, the economic data over the US, apart from a few pockets, is still deteriorating. Yeah, so, um, I actually yeah. had to just keep yabbering away because I just keep yabbering away because I actually, <laughs> had, 
I've got, I've got a few little bits and pieces. I saw a fact set. Oh, they got the rainbow flag on there. Yeah, right yeah. Good so we're talking fact set. I've got some figures in front of me here. Oh, good. We saw you're going to freaking walk through my pitch here. Go on, okay. Oh, fine. <laughs> well, okay. The, the forecast for Q, Q2, Q2 earnings is at negative 6.3% at the moment on yeah. um, uh, fact set, but the Q4 forecasts are for plus 8.2%. Okay. Um, however, if you take away tech from that, it, it, um, it falls to about 4%. So, I think the top sectors that they're expecting um, earnings expansion from is tech and consumer uh, consumer services. I think it was the other one in Q4. But um, services, yeah, it, yeah, I think was it services or is it telecommunication? I can't remember. Not communication exactly. services. Communication might, services. Communication is, services. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's the it. new sector. That's the new gigs code. When I say new, it was a couple of years ago. Yeah, that they created yep. for the for the for the multi for the mega. Yeah. Okay. And it's still all about that AI. AI is still extremely hot. We saw um, uh, Snowflake, Snow, the code uh, breakout last night. Ugh. They're all hot on AI as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's 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 still a very concentrate. Well, it started as a concentrate rally. It is spreading. But to me, the, the, the fundamentals behind it, uh, the technicals look fantastic on the charts, mm. but the fundamentals behind it do not match up. Yeah, the forward, P, the forward 12-month PE this year, of the SPX is this is fact set rainbow logo of eighteen point five percent. So what am I talking about? The forward twelve month PE. Come on, James, get your head in again. The forward twelve month PE for SPX is eighteen point five. It's below the five year average of eighteen point six. It's about it's bang on the average, especially yep. after last night, but above the ten year average of seventeen point three. Yeah. So it's it's right on where it, where it has been for the last five years. Yeah, it's. It's above where uh, where it would be for the ten year average. Now, keep in mind that a big chunk of that five years has been on zero interest rates. A very yes. small amount of it is now on five percent interest rates ish. So factor that into your dim sums as you go through there. Uh, I, I think that it is too. It's too hot to really charge in blindingly with a whole bunch of new money if you're going to. Yeah. Um, but there's certain things that you want to buy now. The thesis that I've been building that is going to come out on my Monday note and it's going to be sort of the thing that I'm talking about is a recession in Australia. Mm-hmm. I will declare this now. I do honestly believe that we are currently in or about to be about to commence the recession that Australia is, is has always sort of had ahead of us in the last few months. I think that we're in one now. Okay. I think that New Zealand has been ahead of the game. There's a few things that have built up this case. I think that New Zealand has been ahead of us with everything that they've done in the cycle. Yesterday, they, they did officially declare that they were in a recession. Great. Well, not great, but whatever. Um, and hello to our New Zealand cousins who are listening to the show too. That's that's that. Our yield curve is finally inver- inverted. Yes. inverted. yes. That's a big one, the 210. And, I, I, like, I'm looking across a lot of the curve and just going, okay, there's there's a lot there. Uh, what else was there? That Although we are saying – oh, yeah, it was um, delinquencies, uh, mortgage delinquencies over 30 days. That's sharply spiking. Yep. Sharply spiking. So this is that, you know, that pizza theory that I've got where we went from, well, in COVID we went from ordering in as much as we wanted from Uber Eats and, and living the dream to now we're sort of back out of it and we're going we're going out for pizza on Friday night, kids. And then it starts to get a little bit tighter and you say, okay, we're, we're going to, I'm going to go up and get pizza or we're going to get pizza delivered. And then you say, I'm going to go and get pizza. And then it downgrades to maybe we're just going to, um, just get pizza from Woolies and then you just send, you know, maybe yep. pizza nice not on. Or we're just going to make it ourselves and be super cheap. Do yep. the right thing so that you can pay the mortgage. People will always be able to pay the mortgage. Yes. However, 
we're now seeing that people, more people are unable to pay their mortgage, and that's a real, that's a real struggle. And those, those figures from CBA's the next one in August will be yep. really interesting as to the 90-day arrears. I don't, I don't think they're going to be anything to worry about just yet. I think it's too early. Um, later on the year when those, those fixed interest mortgages really start rolling off, that's when I think things will start to get a little bit hairy. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I'm not with you on the recession just yet. I think Australians are still uh, – the balance sheets of uh, the home, the household budgets are still very healthy. Everyone's got jobs. Everyone is getting decent wage rises. Oh, that's incredible. Um, it's just that, you know, you know, rate – you know, rate rises are impacting us and pinching on the, the household budget. And you get you're getting these headlines splashed across your screens and newspapers every day about you know how tight things are going at, uh, are and how high prices are. And mentally, you just draw back in, and you come you know you withdraw yourself and say, "All right, maybe I won't go out for dinner tonight, and mm. we will stay like stay home and make our own tonight instead." Um, so yeah, I don't I don't think with the we will get into a technical recession here in Australia, um, especially jobs figures. Is going to be it's going to be hard for jobs figures because we've got such high net immigration. That's going to show up on our jobs figures and make things look probably better than they are. Um, it's going to support that. But you know, I think Scuddy tweeted something yesterday. David Scott, he um, it was uh, the um, uh, oh, I've forgotten the underemployment rate, etc., has started ticking back up again after hitting you know multi-decade lows. So things are starting to deteriorate out there. Um, but we, you know, again, high net immigration will probably save retail here in Australia mm-hmm. and probably tourism as well. Eventually, towards the end of the year, Chinese tourists will want to come back here and and visit the Gold Coast and Queensland and you know everywhere else around oh, Australia. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, and and so I think uh, you know it'll be their winter in China, so they'll come here, and you know the, the nice warm weather and uh, things will be saved there. So I don't think we're going to head to a recession, um, a, a, a real sharp slowdown, yes, but not a not a technical recession. I think I, I, I'm going to go close enough is good enough on this one that if, even if we do, it'll be thin. Um, it'll be thin and shallow and short, whatever it is that people want to say yep. on those sorts of things. Uh, I'm still looking at, yeah, I've, I've got the confidence chart in front of me from ANZ. A uh, friend of the show, Adelaide Timberall, posted this a couple of days ago. Just show, I mean, that confidence is getting down to where, really down to the lows of COVID, yeah. um, which is awful. And, yeah, just reiterating that, the monthly ANZ observed spending um, the annual rate of change or the annual change yeah. uh, is down into the into the negative. So almost, what's that thick blue line, that travel number, almost down to 20% um, yeah. monthly average year on year. Change. Uh, someone want to put this in front of uh, low and the RBA? These charts in front of low. Low don't the care. <laughs> low, low don't care about your spending, bro. And that's that's. Look, let's be serious about this. I honestly think that that he's just going to keep on charging ahead. Yeah, and doesn't care about yeah, this. This um, doesn't phase him. This doesn't phase him at all. They're going to keep on, on on cracking the whip, which is sort of what I'm saying. I think that my finger on the pulse of of society and. And the social consciousness that we have here as one, the collective being, I think that Tuesday was the the straw that broke the dromedary last week. Yep. That I yep. think that was just when everyone just went, okay, we need to be serious about this. Whatever yes. whatever dinner and plans and travel we had booked, we're still going to do them. We're just from now on, guys, we're we got to tighten this up. I think that's I think that's where it is. It's difficult to gauge that sort of social thing 
you know, uh, you know, where you can. But I just, I just feel like I've just got a finger on that pulse there, um, and I think. That and we're we'll also also hitting winter, so for a lot of the southern states, it's you know too cold to go out anyway. So you know, instead of going out for dinner, you stay home and have one with the the, the heater going and watch the footy or something. True. Now, speaking yeah. of which, let's move on to that. God, yes. I'll yes. tell you what. I need to. I, I I need more televisions. I need more televisions. I've got <laughs> I've got the Swans. Although the Swans have done nothing to deserve my viewership, we still have a, a religion in our family where the Swans game will watch it. You mm-hmm. know that the Swans are absolutely dead in the water when my wife just goes, "I don't care. Let's just not put it on." I'm just like, "Oh, that's that's a death rattle for the for the boys." And she may be close to that. Swans versus Brisbane is tonight at yep. the same time as the first delivery is going to be bowled in the Ashes. Yep. And the same time as usual, Friday night football in the NRL. So, yep. I got no answers. Well, I'm 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 more than likely going to tune in for the Ashes. The the first session of an Ashes is uh, generally pretty pretty good, pretty yep. entertaining. Yeah. Um. Who? What do you think the outcome of the Ashes is going to be? Who you got winning it? Um, Four 0 five 0 To who? Us. Us. The Australians. It'll be, it'll okay. be an absolute disintegration. It's, yeah, this yeah. is this is like the lineup. It's that similar feel. When, remember when England came out here after they they'd beaten us over there for the first yeah. time in ages when McGrath rolled, rolled his ankle in training yeah. just before the first ball on the ball. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, God, goose. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and then they beat us over there. And then they came over here and we gave them absolute vengeance. They it was a five nil, five nil to us. Yeah, it was a five nil. They had injuries. People were out. Nothing was going on. They're at this stage of pulling people out of the crowd. Going into the pubs, finding guys, hey, have you used to play cricket? Yeah, yeah, I used to bowl a bit, Governor. I'm just out here. Three beers deep, come and bowl the first delivery sat for us over here. Now, that's the trouble that they're in. I'm feeling a very similar story for the English yeah. team. Over there, we're ready to go. We're playing the best cricket um, that we've ever played. Let's yeah. go, boys. Give them help. What yeah, do you think? I, I'm not as bullish as you. I think it would be a 3 1. Probably scenario. I think they can snag one. They'll probably be one washed out, um, as per usual. But you look at the ICC rankings. You, Australia's got three batsmen in the top five. England have the best batsman in the real world, Joe Root. But that's it. It tails off very quickly after yeah. that. So I think they'll struggle to score the runs versus our attack because um, we've got some of the best bowlers in the world too. I think we've got three in the top ten as well. Yeah, I mean, bowlers. Um, bowlers. Yeah. Like, that's so, I, and, and along with our, our batting, we'll be able to outscore them and, and restrict them fairly well. But, yeah, I think 3-1, which would be very convincing and the first time we've won over there since 2001. Wow, 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been the Steve War Warney days. Uh, we've won over there, won a series over there. Outstanding. All right, well, I've got to get myself set for that. Nice bottle of wine. Oh, I've got to figure out what I'm going to have. Nice bottle of red. Yep, we're going yep. to get a wine sponsor for this show. And oh, he, sold the shop, he sold the shop and he's moved up to Bellinger. Oh, that was a bit inconsiderate. He's, I know. <laughs> I know. And he knows. Anyway, he's, he's general manager of Bellinger Golf Club or something. Now. G'day, Coxie, if you're out there too. But the uh, anyway, I'll find a nice, I'll find a nice Pinot, Pinot Noir maybe. Anyway. We'll get onto that later. Uh, as we do now, we made money for people last week, my friend. Yep. yep. Do you like Do you like money? I like money. I, I always like making money. I like yeah. making money for people. Um, I like making money for people in the markets. I like making money for people if they want to have a nice, quiet punt with your head not over it. Chances are you're going to lose. This isn't a gambling podcast, but anyway, we just like to have a bit of a fun with this stuff. Now, you got your – what was your one? 
uh, Melbourne, uh, the D's to beat Collingwood on the King's Collins, birthday. That's right. And, yep, and, yep. and it happened. They just scraped it? Yeah, they, I mean, Pies did their usual thing of trying to come back in the last few minutes, but they weren't able to get over the line. So, you know, punters were happy. Yep. But this week, I've got, I've got Gold Coast to beat Carlton at the G at $2.10 again, which I think was the same as the last bet. Yep. But, yeah, Gold Coast are playing some really good footy. Carlton are not. I can't believe Carlton are actually favourites. Um, I think it's only because it's at the G that they're favourites. But I think uh, Gold Coast can win that one. I'll back you in there. That's good. I think Gold Coast got a lot of heart and they surprised a lot of people this year. So mm. I'm good with that. Uh, I also made people money last week with the biggest outsider of the week. I think that was the Dragons to win. I think they played the Bunnies. Uh, that was a big outsider. They had a lot to prove and they played really well. Bunnies missing a lot of players too. Similar theme tonight, Cowboys at home to Penrith. Okay. That's tonight. So, you guys, you've got to get in quick because when you listen to this podcast, people who listen on Saturday, they're just like, oh, Missed it. Sorry, James, you go Friday Night Football. I said, hey, guys, it comes up in your feed. Click on it, go straight to the end, listen to this first and listen to the rest of it later on if you want to do that. Good for you. Um, but, yeah, I think the Cowboys tonight, Penrith are missing everyone, and they've got not only injuries, but they've also got origin duties coming up for next week. Uh, Cowboys at home. Cowboys uh, Cowboys are just strong enough to get away with this one, and I think that I'm happy to take the odds on this one. I don't know what it is, like 250 or something like that. So similar sort of thing as last week, I've, uh, you know, Get a, get a few loose ones on that if you can, with your head not over it. Be sensible. Don't forget, we're in a recession, if you ask certain people. Other people are just like, my savings rate's going up. It's incredible, James. This is fantastic. I'm loving yeah. this environment. So Which means stop, I can save more. Stop, <laughs> stop spending money. I, I, you know what? Okay, then I'll leave a clanger on this one. If the RBA, here we go, if Phil Lowe, and I'll leave it on this, okay, so we'll discuss this and then we'll finish the podcast. So yep. thanks, everyone, for joining us. If Phil Lowe had the opportunity to means test rate hikes, do you think he would do it? In a hypothetical situation here. Um, uh, only if he was forced to. Like, it was but like if, he had, if, he had, if he had the opportunity, yeah, 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 all, all of those yeah. things in play, right? Okay? If it was something yeah. that could be done, if it's just like, you know what, you get the 25, you get the 25, hey, you struggling family of four that have done nothing at all to help inflation, you don't get the 25. I mean, would you, would you do it? It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it does. Okay. Yeah. Annoyingly, annoyingly, that's probably more of the the reason. This is one of those things. More of the reason for having the um, the central bank crypto coin coming in that they can do this. Oh, there's dangerous areas. It's very, very dangerous, dangerous areas. Very dangerous. I mean, areas, you look yeah. at what China are doing with theirs, and yep. you know, able to restrict what you spend your money on. Yep. It's uh, very dangerous areas. I think. Very dangerous. But I, I, I think the inevitability of us moving in that direction is pretty much already guaranteed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, looking at what China does and, and and saying, you know, we need to get inflation up. So we're actually going to put a time limit on these coins that you have. So you, if you don't spend them now, then they're gone. Oh, uh, yeah. I love a controlled society, man. That's just how it goes. So, <laughs> but it's it, it, it's fascinating, interesting. It's fascinating stuff to look into. That I think that being able to have that sort of flexibility would be much better because I think that we're all any, anyone who thinks that rate hikes isn't just the bluntest of objects to deal with a very nuanced economy. I mean, that's everyone. It, I, I don't know anyone who wouldn't possibly think this now, who thinks that the, that, that the best and easiest way to do this is through that. And the government on board, we need a whole bunch of other stuff on board. But that's yeah, the government board. needs to get on board and stop spending themselves. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, we notice again, like Queensland government announced their budget the other day and, you know, uh, more fiscal support for, you know, cost of living, et cetera, yeah. which again will just feed 
more inflation. So and well, I mean, shout out to the RBA who and this is hitting the wires last night, or yeah, sitting the wires last night. RBA is going to spend half a billion dollars on their office refurb. Yeah, they found in, a bit of asbestos. In this economy, yeah, they. I know. <laughs> you know what? And someone was just saying, why not just board it up and they could just go down and take a whole bunch of the spare offices that are that are unused and bring mm. Whatever. I just I, the optics of the RBA continues to baffle me on some of these things. Sometimes it's just like anyway. We went into this last week. I'm not doing that again. It's a whole different thing. Heath Moss, HLM Investments. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me, and ho- hope everyone has a great weekend out there. Yeah, uh, sponsored by Amfex, A-M-F-E-X.com. Managed funds. I'm currently looking at Indonesia as a place to – I'm just having a bit of a tie kick on that, but that's a whole different subject. I don't want to start new content now. But go to the Australian Mutual Funds Exchange, put your details in, have a bit of a look around the website. It is very cool, and shout-out to everyone who's done that so far. Um, the Australian Mutual Funds Exchange is fantastic, and they do some great work, and, and they are helping this podcast stay alive, which means that you can get the information that you so desperately need um, on your footy tips and maybe some market stuff too. So, look, thanks very much to Amfex for everything they've done. Check them out. Um, check out what sort of managed funds it is or mutual funds that, that you would like. India, obviously, is my biggest play that we've got. I'm going to be doing an Indian presentation very soon on this one. Thanks very much. Uh, that's the end of it. Thanks, Heath. Have a good one, mate. See you later, everyone. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.